Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil, the official Monster Jam podcast. I'm Scott Jordan, and we have hit the big 5-0. Today, we celebrate 50 incredible episodes of Inside Monster Jam. And first, I want to say thank you so much for each and every one of you, your countless support, your continuous support, I should say, of watching each and every one of these on Saturdays on Mav TV, downloading it, catching us on YouTube. We wouldn't be here without you. We've had a lot of fun on this show. We've broken some big time news, had some amazing guests, and of course, we've had some shenanigans as well. Your questions on Instagram and Facebook were overwhelming, so again, thank you for contributing and being a part of this. I wanted to do something special and give this episode back to you, so it is all of your questions, all fan questions throughout the entire show, including some of the Great Clips Hotline, and we'll have some special appearances by the biggest stars in Monster Jam. Now, a lot of you did ask me on Instagram, what are my favorite moments on Inside Monster Jam? Well, that's a tough question because we've had so many big ones, but I did pick three to showcase. So let's get right to that. How about the time we announced Cynthia Gautier stepping away from Lucas Stabilizer for 2024, and it will now be piloted by Lindsay Reed. Take a look at that breaking news. So like I said, it was not an easy choice, but uh, I think we have the perfect fit for this. It's going to be Lindsay Reed. Uh, I think she is perfect to fill in for me. I'll be cheering for her. I think the fact that she's a mom, uh, she's actually been the first driver I actually announced uh, that I was pregnant. So, uh, you know, we have that special connection, connection, me and her. So I'm super excited she'll be filling for me. And uh, I will be back though in 2024, probably for the summer, but I will be back. And once again, congratulations to Cynthia Lindsay. I know is going to step up and do an amazing job in Lucas Stabilizer. Now, that was a big-time secret around here at Feld Entertainment Incorporated. We had so many teams involved in making that happen and breaking that news on Saturday night on MAV-TV. So it was a nice moment for our show. Oh, and then there was the time that uh, Bari Musauer hinted at a little something that doesn't happen here in Florida. See, I live in Florida. That's where our studio is. Nobody has a basement here, but apparently Bari Musauer is keeping the Batcave at the Musauer Mansion. Take a look. We want the RC World Finals to be as similar to the real World Finals every year. Um, so it goes back to even when we were at Sam Boyd Stadium. We actually made a replica Sam Boyd Stadium um, scoreboard so it was pretty cool and i still have this prop in my basement today or not my basement we don't have basements in florida but my in my garage yeah <laughs> i wouldn't want to keep that room hidden from everybody <laughs> all right so maybe it's not the back cave and barry's uh, case driving black panther maybe it's the uh portal to the multiverse to uh wakanda there wakanda forever also how about the time that tristan england called into the show from a Walmart parking lot, folks. Let's take a look at that. Tristan, welcome to Inside Monster Jam. I see you're on the road. Where are you headed to? Uh, I've actually got the family in the truck right now. We're heading to Pensacola, Florida. Got a few events down there this weekend, but I've already been all over the world for just the first quarter of the year, so uh, things are getting crazy. We shook things up, and we even got to wheel Blue Thunder, so it's been crazy. Right, now, I know I didn't say he was at Walmart, but believe me, I texted him that morning. He said, hey, man, I'm driving. Can I pull over? He went into a Walmart parking lot, sent Kiara and crashed into the store and did the interview. I showed that clip because we like to keep it real here at Inside Monster Jam and peel the curtain back a little bit. Here's the fan questions at TTV. Uh, TT Phase Eagle 980 says, what was it like experiencing your first Monster Jam show? Well, that is a crazy question because that takes me back to 2017. 
My first show was at Angel Stadium in Anaheim. I was on the FS1 West Stadium tour as a pit reporter. And I got to tell you this, I I knew of Monster Jam. I was a fan of Dennis Anderson and Tom Mentz and Gravedigger and Max D, but I didn't know a whole lot about the sport at the time. So I show up at Angel Stadium, which for me, I knew was the home of the California Angels, now the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So to be backstage in that incredible stadium and to walk out and see all the dirt and the empty seats was awesome. But the nerves were kicking for me, man. I was a nervous wreck. I didn't know much about anything. It was my job to explain these trucks to everybody, uh, all these fans out there on on television at the live event. And uh, I I just didn't know what I was doing. But I found a way to make it happen. I found a way to know what I was doing. And I had a great time. And it led to some amazing things. So, uh, hey, listen, we are just getting started. That's the tip of the iceberg. Coming up next, more of your fan questions on the 50th episode of Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. Hey guys, this is Bryce Kinney, and you are watching the 50th episode of Inside Monster Jam. 50? Can that be right? I guess it is. You guys love it, and I do too. Now let's head back to the studio with your host, Scott Jordan. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil, the official Monster Jam podcast as we celebrate 50 episodes. Just going back to that last question, I was a nervous wreck out there in Anaheim, but I pulled through and uh, learned what I was doing, figured out everything, still learning, though, on the job, but uh, led to some amazing moments here at Monster Jam. Now, this question comes from Monster Make Design. If you were to drive a monster truck, what would it be? That's a great question. Let's have some fun with it. If you've ever watched some of these high school kids pick their college and commit to the university, they put hats out on the table. And they have a bunch of fans there. Right now, I've got five people on our production staff here that are going to cheer me on here, but I got three trucks that we're going to choose from Sparkle Smash, Max D, and Gravedigger. So if I were to drive a Monster Jam truck, which one would it be? Well, we all know that even though Sparkle Smash is my favorite truck, it's not a real truck. So we're going to throw that out. Now it's down to Max D and Gravedigger. I can't see Max D without the legacy of Tom Metz. We're going to throw that out. And here it is. Gravedigger would be the truck I would want to drive. If I'm going to drive one, why not drive the most iconic truck in Monster Jam history? So there is your answer, Monster Make Design. Julia Medita, 298, wants to know, will there be any new trucks in 2024? Well, I'm going to be vague here, but sources are telling me that there is a chance for a new truck. So vague response. I apologize for that, but can't give too much away, but keep an eye out on monsterjam.com and social media for a possible new truck announcement in 2024. MJ Highlight Reel 2K18 wants to know, Colton here from Monster Truck Insider. Can we get a World Finals 23 track reveal? Colton, We're not even the first quarter yet, my friend. How are we going to get a World Finals track reveal? We're not even there. We've had some great tracks in the past. The elevated start in Orlando, the over-under in Orlando, then the elevated start again uh, at World Finals in Nashville. So I assume in L.A. it's going to be bigger and better than ever. So just keep an eye out for something early in quarter two. Now we have a fan question on video. Let's go to the Great Clips hotline for Colonel Kitty MJ. Hey, Scott. My question is how much of the TV show is scripted, if at all? Well, Colonel Kitty, MJ, just like any other sport that you watch, whether that's the NFL, NASCAR, Major League Baseball, everything in the beginning, usually there's a script to follow. So even though the action is real that happens on the track, we do have a script. So I do write the A block of that script, which is how we bring everybody in. We talk about storylines. We talk about standings. We do an interview and we just set up the event. But once the first two trucks hit that starting line on the racetrack, nothing else is scripted from here on out. Uh, But we do have to set it up. So there's a little bit of scripting elements, but you'll find that in any other sport that you watch on TV. 
All right, Cameron Saunders, 79827, wants to know, since Adam Anderson is getting a new Gravedigger chassis, do you think there's a new Gravedigger coming? I can't really speak on that, so I went to the man himself. I reached out to Adam Anderson, and here's what he had to say. What's up, Cameron Saunders? Adam Anderson here, driver of the Gravedigger, uh, driver of Gravedigger number 35. So your question is, uh, you know, with a new, uh, potentially a new truck, a new chassis uh, for next uh, year, um, and the rumors, yes, uh, it is true. Um, but I believe, you know, our plan right now is to try and make it until, uh, the world finals of, uh, that, that around that timeline, um, to retire Gravedigger number 35. Um, you know, and is there going to be a new design, um, was also the question. I don't know if you meant by, uh, you know, the, the artwork, the graphics or anything like that, but, um, that's going to be tried and true. But uh, the chassis, as far as the chassis goes, uh, we are actually uh, planning uh, a meeting with uh, with Monster Jam, and I'm hoping to help them. And, uh, and not so not only would it be all of the Gravedigger trucks from here on out, but also potentially the the rest of the Monster Jam fleet. Um, I, I want to take it to the next level, to the next step. Um, you know, Gravedigger 35 uh, was brand new in 2018, and, uh, you know, it's it's been an amazing truck. Everybody that's been behind the wheel of it said it's the best landing truck they've ever been in. Um, and, and it shows with the performance on the track, with the drivers in it. Um, and, and I like for the other guys to drive it. But one thing's for sure, that once uh, I do get a new chassis, it is going to be different, but we will have plentiful parts. That's the issue we're having right now. We're running out of parts and pieces for some of the custom things that we have on GD35. Well... We're going to have all the parts and pieces we need, so I'm not backing down for nothing. So there you go, Cameron, from the man himself, Adam Anderson, geared up for another incredible year. Mike Patterson on Facebook says, congratulations, will Inside Monster Jam ever travel to events and go live? Well, Mike Patterson, I appreciate the question, but we have actually traveled to events. We had two amazing episodes from Nashville at World Finals Weekend at the Wild Horse Saloon. You can check that out in the archives on YouTube and as well as wherever you download your podcast. But we did the Champions Edition as well as Gravedigger and Max D, that incredible iconic rivalry between Dennis Anderson and Tom Men. So those are two great episodes as far as taking it on the road again i'd love to i'm sure things are in the work for season three about possibly doing that again as far as going live man you know i'd love to it keeps me on my toes but stay tuned for that coming up we go back to world finals when colt stevens won the championship that is next on inside monster jam powered by lucas oil Hey guys, Lindsay Reed here, and you're watching the 50th episode of Inside Monster Jam. Now let's kick it back to the studio with your host, Scott Jordan. This is Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil, the 50th episode celebration where I ask all of your fan questions during this show. Woody Woodrow, 98, had a great question, so let's go to the Great Clips hotline and take a listen. Hi, Scott. My name's Jevon. I'm all the way from across the pond in the UK. Massive fan of the show, and congratulations on 50 Inside Monster Jam episodes. My question for you is, what was it like calling the action on your former broadcast partner, Colt Stevens' World Finals winning run, and especially what was it like when you found out that he had won it when the scores came in. Thank you very much. Man, that was an emotional night for everybody. I don't, I'm not sure who was more emotional, Colt or myself. So uh, let's actually take you back to that call. Let's go back to Nissan Stadium, July 1st, uh, the World Finals, uh, that final run, Ryan Anderson, where Colt Stevens was crowned the World Finals freestyle champion. We are awaiting the score here for Colt Stevens. My former broadcast partner has a shot at immortality. He's done it! Oh he has done it! Colt Stevens is a world final champion! Champion! 
gone from the broadcast booth to being a world champion. Coach Stevens did it. Yes. Yeah, as you could hear in my voice, I completely lost it that night. I'm not a yeller. That's not my job. That's 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 Adam's job and Colt's job to to scream uh, the cowabungas and the oh my goshes. Uh, but for me, that night was incredible because I, I sat next to Colt two years in the booth. He and I already had a good relationship prior to that, but we worked together, you know, nine in, nine out, weekends. We saw each other more than we saw our wives <laughs> and my kids, of of course. But um, I knew how bad he wanted that. I knew that that had kind of eaten away at him as he was sitting in the broadcast booth. He felt he belonged on the track as a driver and that's exactly where he belongs so for him to win that uh, all the emotions in the world I had him on inside monster jam the day after at wild horse uh, on the champions edition and uh man it was just emotional I'm so proud of him so happy for him and I I wish him nothing but continued success on the track all right monster talk official is asking in your eyes what is the best call in the booth by myself and my favorite call from former commentators well, my best call is easy. It's World Finals 21, the final race between Ryan Anderson and Brandon Vincent. You had all the elements that can make up an amazing night of Monster Jam. You had the monsoon in Orlando, the muddy track, the over-under. Colt said it was like driving on ice. And you had these two best friends, you know, uh, and of course, Brandon used to crew for Ryan going at it head-to-head. And when uh, Brandon crossed the finish line to win his first championship, that uh, was my favorite call. And I challenge anybody online to find a, a more exciting moment in Monster Monster Jam than that one. As far as my favorite booth call from former commentators, well, that's going to go back to World Finals 18. Leo Donald in freestyle. Let's take a listen to Scott Douglas and Ryan Lacoste on the call. Leo Donald in the VP Racing Fuels Mad Scientist line up help. the backflip. This may help. Got it back. I thought he was in trouble there. All right, here it is. We're running out of time right now. Ten seconds left in freestyle for the VP Racing Fuels Mad Scientist. Big speed right now. Slap wheelie. Flooring it right now. What? He did a front flip, Ryan. That was insane. Go for one more backflip. The first ever. Remember everything that got put into Tom trying to do a front flip as a stunt. He did that off a wheelie. That was an incredible moment in the sport there, and Ryan and Scott did such a good job setting that up and then delivering the action. A few seconds before, if you ever check that out on YouTube, Ryan actually set that up perfectly by saying that Lee needed to do something incredible to get the fans off their feet, and then seconds later, he comes in with that front flip and takes the freestyle championship. Uh, Matt Pendergast wants to know, with Tom Mintz retiring after 2024, what's going to happen with Max D's Monster Jam truck? Will Blake Granger take over driving duties? Well, Tom's not done yet. He's still driving in 2024. Blake is still driving in 2024, so we're going to still see that. Um, I'd love to see Max D continue. I can't imagine uh, Monster Jam continuing without Max D. And again, this is just my opinion. I have no inside information on this, but as a fan, I don't see uh, a Monster Jam without Max D and Max D without Monster Jam. So I'd love to see some form of the truck. I'm not sure if that means Blake continues on. Maybe Colton Eichelberger comes back. Tom maybe makes some special appearances, but Max D and Monster Jam, I think, are partners for life, and I think both of them will be partners for long after I'm going on and long after this show is off the air but we're not off the air yet which means we are coming back with more of your fan questions stay right where you are more of the 50th episode of inside monster jam power by lucas oil is next what's up everybody this is barry musauer coming to you live from the gold coast of australia and you are watching the 50th episode of inside monster jam
Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil, as we open up the Inside Monster Jam mailbag. And right now, let's go to the Great Clips hotline. It's Big Money Brad 75 submitted a video question. Hello, Scott. My name is Brad. So I have a couple questions to ask. First, what's your favorite city and state to visit when you're on tour for Monster Jam of all time? Brad, there's so many incredible cities and states I've been to in Monster Jam. But for me, if I had to pick one, I'd say there's no place like home. Going home to the Baltimore Arena, which is now the CFG Arena, for the first time back in 2021 uh, as the TV host of Monster Jam to call a weekend of events was a huge thrill for me. I had so many friends and family uh, in the crowd, but that arena, a huge part of my childhood growing up. I can't tell you how many concerts I went to there, how many wrestling matches I went to there. I played soccer on that floor. I used to camp out at the Ticketmaster behind this mattress place uh, in England, Bernie, where I grew up for Garth Brooks tickets and you know New Kids on the Block tickets. Yes, don't judge me. I went to New Kids on the Block as a concert. I'm a boy band guy. Come on, give me a break. Um, but just to be there in that atmosphere and be back in that arena, uh, which is so historic to me if, as a kid, as a family uh, member, uh, just meant a lot to me. So yeah, definitely Baltimore Arena. It's always going to be Baltimore Arena to me. I don't care what the title sponsor says. It's a Baltimore Arena. Uh, but Brad, I like that question so much i asked some of the drivers what their favorite city was to travel with in monster jam take a look quite truthfully that is such a hard question to answer uh, i've been so fortunate to travel the world with monster jam meet so many amazing fans all over the world like yourself so ah uh, man it's such a tough one but i probably have to go with anaheim anaheim california is always loud and rowdy we have so many events there every single year and we pack the house every single time, but not to mention it's the home of Spin Master. And it has been such an honor to represent a brand like Spin Master and Bakugan. So every time we come to the hometown of Spin Master in Anaheim, it's always so awesome. The fans there are always so welcoming, but also it has a special place in my heart because that was the first, uh, the first time we drove Bakugan and we absolutely crushed it that weekend. It's virtually impossible for me to have to pick a favorite place. There's so many places I love for so many different reasons. I wish I could pick like 10, but if I have to pick one right now, it's going to be Glendale, Arizona, the uh, State Farm Stadium. The place is gigantic and that's, that's why I love it. The floor in this stadium is bigger than anywhere else that we go to and we get to use all of it. It is crazy. A lot of times we're trying new track designs in there. And for that exact reason, there's more room. The boundaries are wider. The speed's higher. The jumps are bigger. I mean, it's, it's got all the perfect ingredients for an awesome freestyle. And you know that's what I like to do. So Glendale, I'd have to say you're my number one right now. Uh, let's keep it rolling here at drummer.mat. What is your favorite World Finals freestyle run in Monster Jam history? For that, we're going to go back to Sam Boyd Stadium, World Finals 18, where Leo O'Donnell won, but it's not that run. It was Neil Elliott and Max D with that reverse backflip the first time we saw that in Monster Jam history. So that was a huge night of first. And I think if it wasn't for Lee hitting that front flip, Neil would have won his uh, first and only World Finals championship. I think Neil goes down in history as the greatest driver to never win a world championship. And that was his night. But then uh, the Monster Jam gods had a different idea and they launched Leo Doddle and then that mad scientist truck all the way across in that front flip. So a great, great moment for Neil uh, and a great moment for Lee as well. At Ed Jordan says, congratulations. When will the World Finals return to Orlando? Well, 
that's my father. So thanks, Dad, for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, obviously, wouldn't be here without you. But Orlando had it for two years in a row. So don't you think that's being just a tad bit greedy? I get it. You get to drive down from New Smyrna Beach, 45 minutes, see your son in action. But uh, we went to Nashville, had a great time. We're going to L.A., and I imagine we're going to keep rotating. But never say never. Orlando is awesome. It's my home, and I would love to see World Finals return to Camping World Stadium. Uh, IIM underscore Arkham says, if you could bring anything back into the sport, what would it be? Well, for me, I'm a fan of classic trucks. I like the look. I like the history there. So I would bring some classic trucks back into Monster Jam. I would love to see King Crunch back in Monster Jam when Colt's done with Thunder Roars, if he's ever done with Thunder Roars. I would love to see him go in to the truck that made his dad famous in King Crunch. I would love to see Gravedigger the Legend return. That truck is so iconic. I had a couple questions about Gravedigger the Legend, and I would love nothing more than to see that truck back in Monster Jam. And Northern Nightmare, Cam McQueen, uh, one of the great drivers from north of the border. I would love to see Northern Nightmare back in a Monster Jam event. So that's what I would bring back. I know a lot of you saying, you know, bring back Crush Cars. It's a different time now at this point. Let's bring back some of those older trucks and get them back into modern day monster jam r-o-r-s-r-p-s is asking what advice would you give young aspiring commentators and how would you say it's different between live tv and online media uh my advice for young aspiring on, uh, commentators would be just continue to follow that dream I, i've had so many different dreams in my life i've been all around the world i've sang in las vegas over in europe I've, I've you know i've done tv as an actor i've done musicals that's what i went to school for musical theater i didn't i, I always broadcasting was always on my radar but i didn't go to school for that i went to school for theater and acting I always wanted to be on ESPN and SportsCenter. And sometimes life takes you, you know, makes you a right turn when you're supposed to go left, but then you find out you were always supposed to go right. So Monster Jam came into the picture and started developing me as a broadcaster. And, and I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else at this point. So follow your dreams. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you need a backup plan. That's all my high school guidance counselor said. That's all the college people said. What's your backup plan? What's your backup plan? Well, for me, if I couldn't be Batman, it was going to be to be on TV somewhere. And, and I'm doing it now. So never give up your dream, okay? Don't let anybody tell you that. And there's not much of a difference now between live TV and online media. Live, obviously, you know, there's no room for error. You always have to be on your toes. I try to bring that into our, our film content as well. But TV and online media, it's all kind of the same platform now. Thank you so much for 50 great ones. Let's have 50 more. That's it for Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oya. I'll see you right here next week.